Hey everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Nonprofit Weekly Rundown for the week of January 4th, 2021. This is your one-stop shop for all the news, trends, research, and stories from across the nonprofit industry. I'm your host, David Nadelman, Senior Solution Engineer at Salesforce.org, and I want to officially welcome you to 2021 and wish all of you a happy new year. In this first episode, we'll be taking a look at the new stimulus bill and how it impacts nonprofits. We'll investigate a new poll that came out on donor confidence and how that's looking going into this new year. We will also take a look at the biggest donations of 2020 and always we'll wrap up with some good news from across the industry. Again, a quick plug to subscribe, comment, and share if you're enjoying this content. And thanks to everyone that already has done that. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. So first up, in the final days of 2020, politicians in D.C. finally passed a stimulus bill that's going to hopefully provide some relief to both the citizens of this country, but also to businesses and nonprofits. The two biggest impacts of this bill for our sector is, first, the extension of charitable deductions for individuals and couples, and the second are those PPP loans, or Paycheck Protection Program loans. Now, without getting too far into the weeds about either of these, Congress extended the CARES Act provision that allows individuals to deduct $300 and couples to deduct $600 without itemizing their tax return. So this is actually great news for the nonprofit sector, and potentially this is something that can be included in upcoming appeals, letting people know that they can do this without having to itemize. Secondly, inside of the development and fundraising world, there's some chatter about potentially creating some campaigns that ask wealthier or more financially stable donors to to donate a portion or all of their stimulus check if they're able to. I'll add a link to that article below. Now, in terms of those PPP loans, there have been some modifications. So organizations that have more than 300 employees are no longer able to apply for those loans. And this is down from 500 in the first round of stimulus. Additionally, there's a cap on funding, which is down from 10 million all the way to 2 million. So for a complete recap of all the implications this has for nonprofits, take a look at the article that was written by Chronicle of Philanthropy, which is linked below. So next up, we have some new research that came out from Campbell Rinker that looks at donor confidence going into 2021. There are a number of takeaways here from this research. What we do know is that in 2020, that Americans were incredibly generous at all income levels. However, this research suggests that moving into 2021, that folks who are at the lowest income levels, not surprisingly, are thinking about pausing all giving because of the uncertain economic times. Also, some good news that came out of here is that two-thirds of all donors said that they would continue to give as much as they did in 2020 or even more in 2021. So that is good. There's some confidence there going into this. Now, the research found that the number one thing that donors are looking for is to understand the impact nonprofits are having. And this follows all the trends that we've been talking about. So again, show impact. It is incredibly important. For full results from this report, take a look at Campbell and Rinker, check or do yourself a favor and check out the Nonprofit Times article that has a summary of all the findings. Again, all articles and research, check the comments section below. 
So our big story of the week comes to us from the Chronicle of Philanthropy that put together their annual list of the top charitable donations of 2020. This looks at single gifts to single organizations, not a total dollar amount that people have given. So the official list is going to come out in February. This is a sort of an informal ranking, and the results were pretty interesting. So the article starts out by talking about how large universities, medical centers, and big nonprofits receive the lion's share of these donations. But it also talked about how organizations looking at environmental causes, folks who are trying to eradicate homelessness, modernizing election results, and food banks saw a boost to their donations as well. Now, when we think about the largest donation uh, this year, it came to us from Jeff Bezos, who launched the Bezos Earth Fund. He deposited $10 billion into this fund, making it the largest donation of the year. It is important to note that so far he's gifted just $790 million of that $10 billion to environmental organizations. In the number two spot, we have Phil Knight from Nike, who gave $900 million to his own donation, his own foundation, and $300 million to the University of Oregon. Rounding out the top three, we have Mark Zuckerberg and Priscilla Chan, who gave two large gifts in 2020, first to the Center of Tech for $250 million, and $100 million to Civic Life to ensure safe and reliable voting. Bezos also gave $100 million to Feeding America, which is great. So when we think about all of the individual foundation and donor-advised giving, it totaled $12.2 billion in 2020, which is a 50% increase from 2019. However, this number is totally skewed by Bezos' large gift to his own foundation. Now again, Mackenzie Scott's $4 billion in actual donations isn't on this list because she didn't give a big enough single donation to any organization to crack the top 10. Now, this report is interesting for a number of reasons. First, because there's some irony in the list itself. Jeff Bezos giving $10 billion to the environment is interesting because obviously his company has been had a lot of reports about tough labor practices, but also amount, about the sheer amount of CO2 that Amazon produces as a company. Now, one critique of Bezos' giving in particular came from Dan Price, the CEO of Gravity Payments. He said, Jeff Bezos in 2020, his net worth rose to rose 67% to $192 billion. His charity donations equaled 0.5 of his net worth. Amazon's higher worker pay and bonuses equaled 1.3% of his net worth. He went on to say that as a fellow CEO founder who owes everything to his workers, I can't imagine how somebody could hoard that much wealth. Amazon could have quadrupled, quadrupled its worker pay and bonus increases and still been more profitable than last year. Bezos could personally have given every one of Amazon's 1.2 million employees a bonus of $60,000 and still be richer than he was at the start of the pandemic. Well, that is um, that is a hot take, and I I definitely appreciate that. Um, but again, there's just some irony in this list. So also the idea of the founder of Facebook giving $100 million to an organization to make elections fair is quite ironic as well. In general, I obviously support giving to nonprofits. What's odd about this list is that Phil Knight and Jeff Bezos simply transferred funds from their own personal private fortunes into their own foundations, unlike Mackenzie Scott, who made direct, unrestricted gifts 
to nonprofits across the country. So if Bezos wants to truly help the environment, why keep over $9 billion locked away in his foundation? He should probably give the money to organizations now, especially since the environment doesn't have a lot of time to wait. So finally, in some good news, we've been seeing reports week after week about how arts and cultural organizations take the biggest hit during the pandemic. And this is mostly because these organizations are funded by ticket sales um, for a events that really can no longer be possible in the age of a pandemic. In these times of fundraising and artists have had to get super creative in terms of how they stay afloat and raise money for themselves and also organizations. One of the most interesting stories last week was about Ratatouille the TikTok musical. This was an event that really started out just by people coming onto the TikTok platform and creating 60-second clips that paid homage to the 2007 Disney film about a rat who has dreams of becoming a French chef. So these 60-second clips went up, and this actually really created sort of a viral show with no director, no choreographer, no crew, and these users created more and more of these short videos of themselves performing songs and dances from Ratatouille. And this really just blew up. This sensation turned into a fundraising idea where a group of performers decided to make this official and turn this into a TikTok production and created a ticketed event that would benefit the Actors Fund, which helps out-of-work performers. So this last Friday, the production took place and it actually, it actually raised more than $1 million. Now, the reason I like this so much is not just because of my deep affection for the movie Ratatouille, but also because this is a really creative way of using a technology platform for good. Uh, if we've seen anything in this pandemic, it's that people want to help and that technology is powering our ability to connect and actually raise funds. So whether this is streaming yourself on Twitch, playing video games and asking for donations, or singing Broadway tunes, it's a super uplifting act of giving. So check out the Actors Fund, make a donation as you can. Also go back and take a look at Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. Again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as always, keep up the good work and keep pushing forward. Thanks, everybody.